Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Strong Mama's Metabolism, Mind, and Macros podcast. I am going to go a little bit behind the scenes today. What I want to share with you is around self-coaching. And this is something that I have actually been working through with a coaching relationship that I started at the beginning of this year. So we're only three weeks in, but I've had a little difficulty with um, really making clear. So just full transparency, I'm not 100% sure at this point if this coaching relationship is a good fit, which does happen. But what I have chosen to do in this is really work on my growth mindset and where I do not feel like I'm being adequately supported or coached using it as an opportunity for me to self-coach myself. And so as I was brainstorming and coming up with ideas for what I wanted to talk about on this week's episode, I thought that this was a really good opportunity to share some of these skills and strategies that I am working on because what I've also come to know, it's the beginning of the year, a lot of conversations are happening around coaching and support and things like that to help folks reach their goals is that a lot of people don't actually really understand what coaching is is. We see it everywhere. Nutrition coaches, you know, are advertising their nutrition coaching services. There are other types of coaches, life coaches, um, sleep coaches, marriage coaches, like all, all different kinds of coaches. And there is lack of information about what that relationship actually looks like, what coaching actually is, what it should feel like. And so I wanted to use my own current experience to help educate you on on what a coaching, from my eyes, right, from, from what we believe and, and how we coach, what a coaching relationship should look like, should feel like, so that if you are seeking support in the new year, either through a coach or through self-coaching, you can have a better idea of what to expect. Because if you're not really clear on what coaching is, and this has happened, we've we've seen this in folks that have you know applied to work with us. They they've worked with a previous coach and then they took a long time off from coaching because they had a bad experience and that for them was their only experience. So they thought that that's what coaching was and it scared them away from, from seeking out the support of a coach that might be a, a better fit for their goals, for their lifestyle, um, and working with them in a style that they they resonate more with and, and can connect with. So I hope this is, this is really helpful. Again, I just wanted to kind of pull back the curtain and go behind the scenes because I also know, you know, as we work to make, some more accessible programs uh, within Updog Wellness and Fitness. Coaching is also not in every person's budget, or it's not something that every single person is interested in or has the space for. And so I fully recognize that as well. And so there's some aspects that I want to share with you today that, that, you know, the the ability to be self-coached is a really powerful skill and and arguably it's one of the most necessary skills if you are seeking some sort of behavior change, right? Whether it's nutrition, whether it's exercise, sleep, stress, all these different things, it's going to require an element of self-coaching. And I'm really proud of the way that we support our clients in 
actually fostering this skill through our coaching methods because it is a lifelong skill that when you do, you know, inevitably outgrow a coaching relationship or you hit your goal and you are feeling comfortable and confident to go off on your own, there's still going to be an element of growth, right? There's still going to be an element of self-accountability and and self-support that that we need to be able to learn in working with with ourselves, with ourselves, because that's 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 what it is. So before we get started, let's let's kind of go through what coaching is. The interesting thing that I've seen in the nutrition and fitness space is coaches saying, my client isn't coachable. And I was on a mentorship call in my master health coaching certification program, um, maybe a month, maybe two, two months ago. And someone had asked the question to one of the lead instructors, do you think that every client is coachable? And I sat there and thought, because we definitely have had clients in Updog Wellness and Fitness and in our various programs that that haven't gotten results. And so I got to thinking, you know, from my perspective as a coach, it is somewhat my job through the application process, through the onboarding process to make sure that this individual, first of all, is a good fit for what we do. And second of all, you know, really understands the coaching process. And so, you know, a fixed mindset just from a coach's lens says, okay, yeah, no, this client is just not coachable. A growth mindset says, where can I improve as a coach? Where is this an opportunity for me to coach better or to refine my application, my discovery call, my my onboarding process to make sure that the folks entering this program really are truly ready for it? And so the same thing can happen for yourself through through self-coaching rather than looking at it from a fixed perspective and saying, you know, I just can't do this. This is just not possible for me. Looking at everything as an opportunity. Where can I create more skills? Where can I create, uh, where can I create practices that are going to foster these skills so that I can get better at this? Because coaching is not coaching is not something that nutrition coaches learn in their certification program. In fact, if you are a coach, this is the exact reason that I've started taking on a select few mentees through the 2023 year to help coaches be better coaches for their clients. Because since 2020, the coaching space has absolutely exploded. And alongside that, and why I also feel that this episode is timely and important today, Alongside that has been an influx of, of coaches, people that want to work from home. Yes, a lot of a lot of people have seen a need and want to genuinely help people. But there's also coaches out there that are doing it because they see that it's easy and it's not. And they're harming people in that process. They're harming people that are seeking out support that want help, that want a coach, and then they get someone that's not the best fit. So coaching is a skill. Coaching is a skill whether you are a coach, coaching other individuals. Coaching is a skill if you're self-coaching and trying to support yourself through through your behavior change. So, okay, let's step back. 
Every single person is coachable. And what this mentor shared through this question as I'm pondering, you know, what's the opportunity here? And she had similar thoughts, right? Like this is an opportunity. You know, if someone signs up for coaching, if someone raises their hand and says that I want to be coached, if someone is sitting on their couch and, you know, raises their hand for themselves and says that I'm ready to change, they are coachable. It is our job as coaches to help support that. And if coaching is not something that's accessible for you right now or something that you don't necessarily want, I hope that this helps you understand that yes, you are coachable and you can do this and you can support yourself to the best of your ability. So coaching is a relationship. Coaching is connection. Coaching is not a teacher-student type of situation. While there is an element of teaching when working with a coach, right? We're taking our knowledge, our experience, our skills, and helping you to understand them so that you can apply them and use them in your own life. So there is an element of teaching. But at its core root, it's a relationship, it's connection. It is not a scenario where you should expect someone to tell you what to do. Now, I say that fully understanding that there are coaching programs out there that are going to set your macros and say, hey, Becky, let's follow these macros, check back in next week, and we'll see what adjustments we need to make. I know that because we get dozens of them in our coaching programs. And that's not coaching. I can't tell you how many clients we have had from other macro coaching programs come into our program and say, you know, this is how this other coach coached me and I got results, but I just never felt that it was sustainable. And so in going through the application process, the onboarding process, okay, what seemed to work? And the reason that folks didn't maintain their results or didn't find the sustainability is because it literally was just throwing out numbers. Like, okay, let's do this. Okay, let's meal plan. Okay, let's do this. Which makes our job a little bit harder, but that much more rewarding. My co-coach, Caitlin, was having a conversation with one of our clients last week who was bringing up this other coaching program that she'd been in. And she said, you know, this is what my coach did. And this is this is when the weight started to come off. So I'm concerned with what I'm doing now that the weight's not coming off fast enough. And so Caitlin reached out to me because she was having the conversation and, and I'm very much still actively mentoring her and By the way, if you are a coach, having a co-coach where you can have these collaborative relationships is an absolute game changer, not only for yourself, but for your clients. Anyway, back to this. And she she reached out and she was like, you know, so-and-so is concerned that... Uh, we need to adjust your macros and this this is what i'm seeing and so you know first i i affirmed you know this is this is what you're seeing and 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 i'm seeing it as well so i i talked her through some some different strategies and what i'm seeing is an opportunity to really refine our skills and so this particular client had had some difficulty you know sticking to her her specific goals. And while I was in in agreement, the numbers are probably too high for any substantial fat loss. At the same time, as we lower our numbers down, hunger increases, energy drops, all kinds of different things. And if we're having a, a 
more challenging time learning how to meal prep, learning how to to hit a higher macro count when we're less hungry and we have more energy, that's just going to carry down and then we're going to set us ourselves up for, yeah, maybe some weight loss, but ultimately more frustration and the more likelihood that we're going to get a place, get to a place where it's not sustainable and we don't want to do it anymore. And so coaching can be a really hard conversation with with clients or yourself in this space. And that's why it's important to create this connection and this relationship, which by the way, is um, interestingly why I had a conversation with one of my other coach friends this week about how we will never be scalable to the point of some of these massive coaching programs, some of these massive nutrition coaching programs that are able to charge like pennies for their services because their coaches have 50 plus clients on their roster. We will never be able to do this because with two coaches on my team, we sat there for 30 minutes this past week having a conversation about how we were going to help support this client, how we were going to guide this client through this in a way that is, you know, client-centered right? You know, acknowledging what she wants, what she sees, what she desires for herself, not saying you, I see you, you want to do something, you want to change something. We're going to ignore that and not do that. You do what we say, but seeing that, but also helping to educate and coach her through what, what we're seeing, right? And how we might want to change our perspective on what's going on. And so we were able to coach her on how we're, we're developing a skill set. We're working with these practices. We're working with these behaviors so that hitting her current numbers are, are are effortless and all the skills that she's learning along the way. Because what a lot of people don't understand in their rush to get to their goal weight is that the entire process, you have to fall in love with the process. I know that's super cliche, but the entire process is you learning the skills that you're going to need in maintenance. No one wants to think when they are trying to lose 20, 30, 50 pounds that it's going to require effort when they get to their goal weight, which is why so many people gain the weight back. Is it slower to work your way down while going through these skills? Because by the way, when you're working through practices, when you're developing skills, it means you're going to mess up. You're going to fail. Failure is a part of the process, a part of the journey, a part of the way we learn, which, yeah, makes it slower. And hiring a coach doesn't stop that process, which is another misconception of coaching. It doesn't stop that process. It doesn't stop the failure. It doesn't stop the learning. It doesn't stop the growth because it's necessary. And you have other coaching programs out there that tell you, we will tell you exactly what to do to get your result. Fantastic. Fantastic. But what are you learning? How are you growing? And how is this going to support you long term? So coaching is a relationship. Coaching is connection. Coaching is a relationship where an individual is here to help you achieve your specific goal, to help you clarify your specific goal. Um, and to, and to improve certain areas of your life, whether it's your nutrition, whether it's your, your fitness, we are primarily nutrition coaches, but you know, listening through this podcast and the name of this podcast, 
changing your health, especially with Hashimoto's and PCOS is not just a simple macro equation. We have to look at your metabolism, your mindset, and of course your macros as, as well. But so we, we take all kinds of elements of deep health, sleep, stress. Uh, we do, we do a lot of things here, but typically folks seek out coaching, seek out a relationship to help them improve a specific area of, of their life or, or a specific goal. And so coaching is, is a relationship where, where they will use different tools, techniques, such as active listening, motivational interviewing, um, asking questioning, asking questions, or just various different communication skills, right? To help you gain insight, to help you set more actionable goals or to refine your goals and to make positive changes. And this is something that you can do to a certain degree with, with yourself. It's necessary whether you're working with a coach or you're just on your own to use. And so what's been going on specifically, because I, I shared that this was this started with, with my own experience. I wanted to share my own experience. So I began working with a coach who, yes, is a, is a part of a coaching program or a coaching company. So this has also been very insightful for, for myself <laughs> as someone who owns a, a co coaching company or a very, 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 very small coaching company. This, this company is quite a bit larger. These coaches have quite a few more clients on their roster than, than I allow uh, for us to have here. And it was, it was, it's been really eye-opening for that, from that perspective. Um, it's a company that I followed for a while. And by the way, it's not a nutrition coaching company. Um, it's a company that I followed a while, followed, you know, the, the owner, the creator and, and, and stuff and, and thought that they had a lot of stuff that could provide value to, to my life as I try to navigate being a mom, being a business owner, taking care of myself, all these things this year. And so we had our onboarding session and I, I set out my goals and I felt okay-ish about it. I didn't, I actually texted a friend who is working with the same coach, um, right after. And I was like, do not expect any warm and fuzzies from this interaction. And I kind of just sat there after the onboarding thing. And I was like, you know what, you need to get out of your head. And this is the exact type of situation that some of your clients go through when, when they enter that there's probably an element of fear. There's probably an element of, can I do this? Do I want to do this? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So checking in with my own energy, my own mindset, you know, what's really actually showing up here. And so I proceeded to do, you know, kind of the things that we discussed and came Sunday, did my check-in and I was just really disappointed with my feedback on Monday. I felt like my coach really just didn't get it. And I, this was a different check-in process than what I do with some of my other coaches. And it's kind of a little similar to what we do with our nutrition coaching clients, but not, qu not quite the same as that either. And so I got my feedback response on Monday and I was just really underwhelmed. I was like, okay, I don't feel like I have anything to implement this week. That's different from last week. And I actually felt more like a failure than I did the week before because I just didn't feel like my coach was connecting to the fact that 
and she's not a mom, that I'm, I'm a mom and, and things look different. And so I had different strategies around follow through and planning. And I was like, yeah, I went through my feedback like four or five times. And I was like, I just don't know what of this is going to help me get to where I want to be. And so honestly, Tuesday, I cried over it. It's been a hard week as far as just like, um, fatigue and I, again, I'm not, I think I've probably mentioned it on the pod. Like, I don't know. I don't know when, when the baby's going to teeth. People ask me all the time. Um, but he's had a rough week and I've been kind of concerned that, that he might be getting sick, but it doesn't appear to be that way. And, and perhaps it is just teeth, but anyway, it's been a long week. He's needed a lot of things. And so I, I sat there and cried for a minute and I was like, okay, like I hired this coach. She's giving me feedback. This must be my solution. And I don't see how this is going to help. And so, of course, my brain automatically went to, okay, then I'm the problem. And this, again, this has been super interesting for me as a coach to be like, you know, where am I making my clients feel this way? Or where have I made? And I hope that I don't. I hope that I don't. But working with a growth mindset and always saying, like, how can I improve as a coach? And then, of course, in what area you're always trying to improve in, right? It's the same with nutrition. It's the same with like meal planning. If you got Hashimoto's, you're probably really tired at the end of the day. You're probably tired when you wake up, probably tired at the end of the day. And it can be really easy to go to, I'm too lazy to cook dinner which is very fixed, which is identifying with an imperfection or you know somewhat of a failure, setting you up for feeling like a failure. Or we can work with a growth mindset and look at look for solutions, right? A fixed mindset says, this is how it is. A growth mindset says, how can we find a solution? And so I was able to catch myself through the sleep deprivation, through the frustration of you know having a baby crying basically all day. And say, you know, where am I being really fixed? Like, this is what my coach gave me. I don't see how this is going to work for me. I can just like shut down and say this coaching relationship isn't going to work. And I also just want to step back and say, like, I'm not totally sure that this coaching relationship is going to work. But I can use that as permission to quit. Or I can say, okay, here's the opportunity for me to work on my self-coaching skills as I work through this relationship and see if this is actually going to be what I need or not. And so I took some time to feel my feels, right? This is not a conversation to suck it up because that doesn't work. To feel my feels, to recognize where I was being a little bit fixed, where I was being a little bit what was me. And to figure out the opportunity. So actually, I didn't totally do this through self. Um, I had a conversation with my husband Tuesday night, the day that was like super rough. And I was like, you know, these are the things that I'm working on. Here's the feedback that I got from my coach. And I'm just really frustrated because I'm just not feeling connected. I'm not feeling that I felt like just a number, honestly. And again, super interesting as a business owner, like, made a note. I don't ever want one of my clients to feel like they're just a number. And so, you know, he was like walking me through some of the things actually helped me hit one of the goals that I didn't hit on Tuesday through like, you know, helping me like pick myself up and, and see opportunity. And so I took the the opportunity on Wednesday to to kind of rewrite my goals to say, okay, you know, this is what I was looking at. Last week, we had this onboarding call. It's exciting. I'm working with a coach. I'm going to do all these things. I'm going to be so productive. 
And then two weeks in, I was like, you know what? Part of my my one of my big goals is is to really focus on prioritizing this year. I'm really bad. <laughs> really bad to start to get into something and see all these other things and be like, Ooh, I want to do that. And Ooh, I want to do that. And that's just absolutely impossible with a baby. It just is. I've shared that I've been doing this book club with some coach friends of mine on essentialism, the book, and we've been doing the essentialism challenge. And it's been so necessary in all elements, right? Whether it's doing stuff with the baby, taking care of the house, uh, business work, all these things to really just focus on what is essential and what is necessary. And so I, I specifically hired this coach to help me do these things so that I can find more balance, I can find more energy, so I can find more focus. And so second weekend, I had to sit down you know, midweek and say, okay, what really does matter the most in this season? And I had to look at you know, as my 2.0 self, right? That's another misconception that when we hire a coach, <laughs> we automatically transition to the next version of ourselves that's going to get there. It's still a process. There's still a bridge. I'm still at the beginning steps of the bridge. And so while I want to be over at the other side where I am embodying all these, these qualities, this, this new identity, this 2.0 identity, and you absolutely can along the way, that's necessary. That is necessary to embody the skills and behaviors that you're going to need as that 2.0 version of yourself in the process. But it doesn't mean you're perfect at it. And it's going to take some trial and error. And so in recircling back to my goals, I was able to look at, okay, this is where I'm getting overwhelmed. This is what I'm, where I'm getting frustrated. This is where I'm feeling like a failure. Is this a thought? Because thoughts aren't fact. Or is this a fact? And what can I adjust in order to be more focused, more essential, more simple, my word for the year? And so I did. I narrowed it down and I was like, these are the priorities. And then I can identify the specific behaviors or, or things that I'm, I'm going to be working on in, the, in those areas in order to support that. The other thing that I also did, and this is something that we've been coaching our clients on uh, this month as we have been pulling back and saying, you know, let's take a step back and really focus on setting ourselves up for success. By the way, this opportunity was, was really great for me as well in reminding that January doesn't have to be all about action, action, action. We don't want you to plan, plan, plan and not take action. We want you to take action as you're planning, but it can be an opportunity to slow down and say, okay, wait a minute. I also identified where I need support, how I can receive support. And this is crucial, whether you're working with a coach, you are another person in a relationship, a marriage, whatever, or you're doing this yourself. You can't do it all. Understanding where you need to receive additional support through accountability. There's two types of accountability. There's external and internal. Arguably external is going to be the most helpful, but you can seek that through a coworker, a friend, a spouse, a parent, a sibling. It doesn't matter. And then there's the internal accountability, which is also important. And that's the part of self-coaching. 
And so in understanding that coaching is connection, so if you're in a coaching relationship, it's connection, it's collaboration with a coach. And this is something that I've been struggling with in this coaching relationship. It's not take feedback and that's just it. It's a conversation, right? Our clients that get the most out of our coaching take their feedback, listen, read, whatever. They get coached. They think about it. They might implement some things and they come back with questions. They come back with comments. It's a back and forth, not a me saying, here's what we're going to do this week. Do it. Let's check back in next week. Our clients that don't get the best results take their feedback. Sometimes they wait a little bit to take the feedback, listen to it, read it, what have you. And then they just go out and try it on their own. And while that can be great and it's going to be necessary at some point, when you have a relationship, when you have connection with a coach, collaborate. Tell them in real time what's not working unless you're in a situation where you you don't have that option with your coach. And arguably, if that is your situation, you're probably not in the best coaching relationship, period. If you are in a coaching relationship where it is, I check in on one day, get my feedback, and I'm on my own for a week, that is not what coaching is about. For my women with Hashimoto's and PCOS, coaching is so much more powerful than working with a dietitian, than working with a doctor, even working with, with a therapist, which by the way, coaching is not. You can work with a coach and a therapist. I did an episode with Jess, who is a coach and a therapist last summer. Go back and listen to that. But it's because we don't just meet you for one appointment. I have plenty of clients that work with dietitians, physicians, therapists, but we're here to actually help you make the change, make the change and move through the crap, the resistance to actually get to where you want to be. And so going back to this, you know, how does this actually apply to your real life is you have the opportunity as you are moving through things to reflect, like what didn't go well? Notice when you are moving towards a fixed mindset and being like, this didn't go well because I suck. This didn't go well because I'm a failure. This didn't go well because I'm lazy. All these different things. This didn't go well because I don't have willpower. And where it's actually opportunity for you to say, this didn't go well yet, but here is how I can, and sometimes guys, sometimes it's literally just going to be trying it again. Speaking to myself, (laughs) you can't just try something once and just automatically decide that it didn't work. Continue to show up, recognize what's not working and look at it as opportunity. Look at it as opportunity collaborate and connect with yourself, have conversation with yourself, right? So one of the big pieces of coaching is, is the skills of coaching of active listening. Like, can you actively listen to yourself? Can you collect data for whatever goal that you're trying to accomplish and listen to yourself, look at it objectively, clinically, and say like, this is what's going on. Can you question? Can you investigate? Okay, why is this working? Why is this going well? Why is this not going so well yet? And give yourself feedback. Give yourself feedback. 
Give yourself a little pep. Like you can talk to yourself in third person. It's okay. Whatever works for you. Give yourself feedback. Right? Write things down. There's no, you can't coach yourself. <laughs> you cannot coach yourself if you're not tracking anything, right? People are so resistant to tracking, but it literally is how we grow, how we change. Track data, track your feedback. Like this was how I was feeling last week and this is what I told myself and this is what I overcame. It's incredibly empowering. It's incredibly empowering. But before I wrap this up, so we've kind of gone over, not kind of, we have gone over what coaching is, how you can use some of those coaching skills to self-coach, to support yourself. But this is what is what coaching is not. And my hope is that you can recognize, first of all, how you can support yourself. But second of all, if you're seeking out a coaching relationship in this year, or you're already in one, you can recognize what coaching isn't so that you can have the right expectations so that you can advocate for yourself and you can find, you know, coaching is, is, is not cheap. You can find the relationship that is, that is what you need, that you can know what you need. All right. And if you're in a situation like me, like I've, I shared, I'm not sure that this is going to be a good fit. Like have that open line of communication with your coach. This is what I'm feeling. This is what's coming up for me. I will say in our company, we've had very few clients that truly just weren't a good fit because of the application process that we do. But sometimes clients have felt like something wasn't quite right for them. And that's an opportunity for us as coaches to either look at how we're supporting the client and be more client focused, more client centered, which is a huge aspect of coaching so that we can better support them or to just have some conversations about what may be showing up for them, like fear wise and things like that. Don't just sit silently in a relationship. Don't ghost your coach. Cause you're like, this isn't working for me. Communicate. Coaching is not therapy. I already mentioned it. Coaching and therapy share some similarities, but they are two distinct, different dis disciplines with different approaches and different goals. All right. Therapy and coaching work really, really well together. Therapy typically focuses on, you know, trauma and mental health issues, which can be really supportive, especially if you're dealing with Hashimoto's and PCOS and moving past some of these things so that you can create deeper healing. And yes, also weight loss. And coaching is going to focus on helping you achieve your, your goals of moving past these things, right? Coaching and mentorship, you kind of see these things tossed around. And I have two things going on right now. I, I coach people and I coach coaches, but that is more like a mentorship. A mentor is where someone is taking their expertise, sharing knowledge with someone who is less experienced. So in that example, my mentorship of coaches, coaches come to me with their questions about their clients and things like that. And I share my experience and my knowledge and my expertise to help them better support their clients, which is really fun. And so this is just a way that in a mentorship, I can provide literal answers and, and advice. But in coaching, I'm not 
yes, I'm sharing my expertise. Yes, I'm sharing my knowledge, but not in a way that says, you know, here's the science, here's this, right? Coaching helps you to explore your own thoughts, your own ideas, your own beliefs, limiting or not, right? To help you find the answer so that we can move past some of the stuff. Again, coaching is so much more than setting your macros and saying good luck. Coaching isn't consulting. A consultant is an expert in a particular field, nutrition, who provides advice and solutions. That's not what coaching is, right? Yes, I'm going to advise you. Yes, I'm going to help you discover what the solutions are. But again, there's an element that it's focused on you. It doesn't matter what I think your solution is if it doesn't matter to you, right? And I think that that's a big thing. And and I'm guilty of this as well. I'll work with a mentor, I'll work with a coach in different elements and I'll say, you know what? I really just want you to tell me what to do. Whether it's in business, whether it's in life, just tell me what to do. And that's not helpful. It's not helpful. I don't learn anything, I don't grow. um, And it needs to be beneficial to, to me. And so again, A coach helps you find your own solutions and empowers you to take action based off of the solution that we collaborated on and came to together, together, relationship, connection, togetherness. To wrap this all up, coaching is a powerful relationship where you can collaborate with another individual, build a sense of trust to achieve whatever goal you are set to achieve in a certain aspect of your life. It is not therapy. It is not consulting. It is not mentoring, but it does share similarities with each of these disciplines. If you are in a good relationship, if you're in a good coaching relationship, you are going to learn, right? You are going to learn different pieces of knowledge, expertise, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But coaching at its core is based on you. It's based on you, your lifestyle, your desires, your needs, your wants, your history, what you want to achieve, all of those things. It is not based off of someone else's agenda. It is not based off of telling or asking you to do something. It is based off of you coming with what you desire, where you are, and you and a coach working together to find patterns, to find a through line, to find solutions that are going to help support that. So I hope that this podcast episode was insightful. It was helpful. If it was, I would love for you to share with a friend. Please take a moment and leave a five-star rating and review on Apple, iTunes, Apple, iTunes, whatever, Apple Podcasts, whatever they call it now. That is the one way, it's a free way to help this podcast grow and to reach more people so that we can fulfill our mission of actually helping people, of actually, you know, offering a little bit of free coaching and support for those that need it. As always, you can find out more about me, my coaching programs at updogwellnessandfitness.com. Come hang out with me on Instagram at Natalie Brooke Guevara. I always love to hear from you guys. I always love to hear what you're taking away from these episodes, what's resonating. And I will talk to you guys again soon. Hope you have a great rest of your week.